Hi, and welcome to the Teach for the Heart podcast. I'm your host, Linda Cardamus, and we're here to give you the ideas and inspiration you need to overcome your teaching challenges and make a lasting difference in your students' hearts and minds. Today, we're doing something very different. So if this is the first episode you've ever listened to, uh, this is definitely different. Uh, Today, we're not sharing specifically teaching techniques or ideas. Today, I want to take a few minutes and talk with you guys about the state of teach for the heart. And while this address will not be nearly as important as the State of the Union address, I do think that it will hopefully be helpful to you guys. And basically, what I'd like to do is So many times people are just very interested and curious, you know, where did this come from? How did it start? So I want to share a little bit about the history and how God led us to start Teach for the Heart. And then a lot of things have been happening recently. We've had a lot of changes recently. I wanted to share a little bit about that, as well as some of the things we're hoping to do in the future and some of our just our challenges, as well as our dreams and visions for the future. And I would love to hear your guys' feedback on what you would like to see Teach for the Heart be as well. So I'll tell you right up front, if you're looking for a teaching tip or encouragement today, this is not the episode for you. Pause this one, go listen to something else. But if you've been part of the Teach for the Heart or you're just curious and you want to kind of hear some of the story, um, then I hope that you'll continue listening. And as I said, this is very different. I don't think I've ever done an episode like this before. I'm just kind of sharing the story. So we'll see. We'll see what you guys think. You guys can share your feedback and let me know if you like this type of episode, if I should make this an annual thing, or if it is a failed experiment. We can, <laughs> we'll see, we'll see, and we'll adjust and go from there. And I'll say this a few times as we go through this episode. I'd love to hear any comments, thoughts, feedback, suggestions, and we'll share all of those at teachfortheheart.com slash us, slash US us, um, for just the thought that this is for us to talk about Teach for the Heart and where it has been and our dreams of where it could go in the future because you are absolutely a part of Teach for the Heart. It would not exist without you. And so I consider us a community um, extended family, and I and I and I hope we'll be able to have a conversation over there at teachfortheheart.com/us. Okay, I'm going to start by going way back to the beginning and sharing a little bit about how Teach for the Heart came to be because we're actually approaching our five year anniversary, which is shocking to me. <laughs> it just occurred to me um, the other day. I was like, wow, five years. Basically, uh, you guys, many of you know, I taught at middle school math at a Christian school in Ohio until I became pregnant with my first son, Clayton. And my husband and I always knew that when I when we had kids, I would stay home with them. My mom had done that. His mom had done that. And it was very important for us that I take a step away from teaching to raise our family while our kids were young, at least until they got to be school age. So we knew this was happening, but I was struggling with it more than I thought I would. I was really teaching had had become such a big part of my identity that even though I was super excited to become a mom and to raise a baby and a family, I was really having trouble giving it up. And that's a whole other story for another day. But God really used my principal as well as um, the book Counterfeit Gods by Timothy Keller to really help me see that teaching had almost become an idol in my life. It had become a big part of my identity. I, that's what I, that's how I saw myself. I saw myself as a teacher. And I had to really give that to God and just and just learn that I need to find my identity in him and not in teaching. But anyhow, so my, my whole point though is, you know, I, I had a little bit of struggle letting go of it 
teaching and education. Like it was what I'd always wanted to do. And I loved, despite the cha- the many challenges, I loved it overall. It, it, it was very fulfilling. And I was struggling with letting go, especially I'd kind of like just, you know, just been hitting my stride, you know, just getting into the stride. I'd been teaching for about four years at the time. So Anyhow, over the next school year, actually, God worked. God, God is so good. He actually left, get, gave an opportunity for me to kind of work work in the office at the school over the next year, and that was a nice transitional period. So I didn't have to just let go of things right away. But as we went through that year, it was becoming clear that that was not going to work long term, and so I was starting to look for, you know, what else can I do to, you know, help, you know, help make up a little bit of the income I was making as a teacher, and just to, you know, help contribute to our family finances while staying home with my kids. And I was let, you know, I found some freelance projects, but it was funny. I was, once again, I was really struggling with that. When I finally gave it up to God, he led. And one of the things that thoughts that he put in my mind is, why don't you write an ebook for teachers? sharing some of the things you've learned about teaching. And honestly, I am I I know this idea came from God. It did not come from me. I did not think it up. He gave me this idea. And so that's actually where Teach with the Heart started was with an ebook called Create Your Dream Classroom. And I sat down and I wrote that ebook pretty quickly. It was like a month or two back in March and April of 2013. And so I sat down and I wrote it wrote down I it's almost it's broken up if you ever aren't familiar with the book, it's broken up into 50 actually 54 short lessons. And so I I wrote that book and I, you know, reviewed it and edited it and d- did all the work that went into it and I and I put it on Amazon. It my ebook is up on Amazon, I think in about May of 2013. And by the way, this book is still available. You can check it out at teachfortheheart.com/dreamclassrooms. It's gone through many iter- many iterations since then. Um into much better format, but it started out just as a simple ebook on Amazon and I had it up there and and then I realized Oh my goodness! I have this book. I really like it. It's it's going to help. It, it it would help be so helpful for teachers, but no one knows about it. How on earth am I going to get people to know about it? And I had a mentor at the time, actually my former principal, who knew a little bit about you know blogging and such things, and he recommended some resources to me. And he said, "You got to start a blog." So I said, "Okay," and. I started Teach for the Heart. And it's so funny to think back. It was such a fledgling effort in those early days, but I just committed to blogging and writing blog posts and sharing them. And I would write, uh, back then I wrote a bunch, like two or three a week. And it was really fun to be able to share some of the things I'd learned as a teacher. And it was really cool. Remember how I talked how teaching had become an idol a little bit? It was something that I had to give up to God. And he really gave it back to me in this format of being able to share ideas with other teachers and be able to connect with them in that way. It's 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 definitely totally different than being in the classroom, but it, I, at least I still got to be part of education, which was just so cool that he did that. So anyhow, I started writing and I started Teach for the Heart. And it's so funny, just looking back, it was such, like I said, a fledgling effort. I remember being excited to have you know, 50 people read a blog post, you know, it was like, whoa, I'm doing, you know, so many people are reading it today. And, you know, you know, two sales of the ebook in a month. I'm like, oh, yeah, you know, so it's just funny. It was just so little. It was basically just something I committed to doing it. I worked on it about half an hour every day. Um, It was, I think, if I'm remembering right, I did that before, before everyone else got up, I'd sit in my computer and work on that. But then the rest of the day, I had, you know, my new baby to take care of. And I also had a bunch of freelance projects because this was not making any money at all. So I had to do freelance projects, but I committed to spending about half an hour a day working on blogging and sharing 
the, the ideas. And God just really blessed it because over the next year, it started to grow and started to be more and more people. And I, and I still have the screenshot. Maybe I can, um, maybe I'll be able to share it at teachfortheheart.com slash us of the first time we hit a thousand email subscribers. And it was just such an exciting benchmark where we had a thousand people, um, that were getting the new posts every time I posted them. That was such an exciting, Thing. So I continued on with that for about a year until, and I'm once again, I just, to God be all the credit for just bringing these ideas into my mind, um, felt that I should create an online course for teachers and called Classroom Management 101. And basically my thought was, we've had, you know, I actually, I actually had a friend who was a nurse and then ended up needing to teach science at a Christian school. And she came to me and said, Linda, you know, I know, I know science, but I don't know how to teach it. And I certainly don't know how to manage a classroom. And I gave her the book, The First Days of School to Read. And then I, you know, talked with her and, you know, just shared all these different things that I learned because this was, if you guys have been here long, you know, classroom management was a real struggle for me starting out. I I knew some stuff in my head, but I made some mistakes and it was really a struggle. But I learned from them. And so I had a lot of advice to share. And I enjoyed sharing that with her. And I thought, man, what if I could take this and put together a course where students could, teachers could take it at their own pace and it would contain all this info that I wish I knew before I started, all the info that I shared with my friend. And so I did. And it's really funny, a little bit of the backstory here. I created Classroom Management 101 when I was pregnant with my second child, our daughter, Kalea. And this was in 2014. And once again, I um, I did it in a couple months. I just, and it's funny, if you check the videos, uh, if you're part of Classroom Management 101 and you watch these videos, you might notice uh, my face is a little bit puffier because I'm actually seven and eight and maybe even like, yeah, seven and eight months pregnant when I'm recording the videos. And then I was frantically trying to finish it up before I had um, Kalea because I knew I needed to take some time off when I had her. And I I remember actually um, I was it was the day before I had Kalea and I was kind of having some contractions and I was kind of in denial, like, oh, you know, this project isn't done yet. I can't have her yet. And I was, it was almost done. It was so close. Like I was putting the finishing touches on it. I was writing an email to everyone. And it was funny. I went to bed with contractions thinking, oh, we'll see what happens. They'll either die down or they'll keep going. And in the middle of the night, I was just tossing and turning and they were still coming. And I I remember getting up at about four in the morning and being like, I'm just going to finish this project real quick so I can focus on having this baby and I got up in the middle of the night and sat down and like wrote the final email and clicked done and said okay I'm ready to have this baby and sure enough I had her about one o'clock in the afternoon that day so that's a little bit of background on the creation of classroom management 101 and since then it has helped we've had I just looking we have over 2,000 students that have been part of of Classroom Management 101. And the feedback on that has just been so humbling. I'm just so thankful that so many teachers have been helped by that program. And if you wanted to check it out, you can see that at teachfortheheart.com slash CM101. And the great thing about Classroom Management 101 is it, it's did two things. One, it's helping so many teachers. And it's just so great to see. But two, this is really the first thing other than the ebook where I was charging something for for 
what I was doing. So obviously blog posts are all free, but Classroom Management 101 was a paid premium program. And I know sometimes people are like, why do you charge for stuff? Like, shouldn't it all be free? But what happened is when I charged for Classroom Management 101, I now had money coming in from the website, which I never had before. I'd been doing it for over a year with, I mean, making, you know, 10 bucks a month, you know, very negligible amounts. So now I had a little bit of money actually coming in. And what that enabled me to do was to start letting the freelance work go. So remember how I said I was working for about half an hour a day on Teach for the Heart, blogging or whatever, and then spending my other free time, which was only a few hours, right? Because I have a baby, so it's during nap time. So I was spending the other two hours a day or whatever I had on freelance projects. But as I started to make a little bit of money from the site, then I could say, okay, I only have to, I can spend an extra hour a day on Teach for the Heart and I only have to spend an hour on freelance. And so that those numbers gradually switched so that eventually I was able to say, I'm done with freelance. I can spend all my quote unquote free time, <laughs> i.e. nap time on Teach for the Heart. And so that was really cool to see. Um, just God was able to, you know, just there was a certain number I needed to hit every month in freelance work. And as Teach for the Heart took over that number, I could let the freelance go and work more on that. And just incidentally, since we're just we're just chatting here, right? Um, I know most of you guys understand this, but I know a lot of sometimes we do, um, people do. I, I Honestly, I've never, I've hardly ever had anyone say this to me at Teach for the Heart, but I'm friends with some other people who, you know, do similar things where they share resources for teachers. And sometimes there's, a lot pushback against selling resources or selling trainings. And I just, like I said, you guys are amazing. I can't really remember hardly ever getting any pushback. But just in case you're wondering, you know, why why is this? It's, for, it's just exactly for the reasons that I said. It allows us to do more. And I'll share in a little bit how guys, God has grown the income of Teacher of the Heart. We've been able to do more and some of the things that we're going to do. But I guess the point is, if you do everything for free, um, then then you can share, right? I did that for a year. I shared a little bit, but I could only do so much on half an hour a day because I, ha- I you have I had to bring in money other way. I, I couldn't hire people to help. I couldn't pay for any premium tools. And it's been great to see as God has grown the income of the site, how we're able to invest more in the site, invest in bringing other people in to help us and do more things. So, and I'll share about some of those ideas we have here in a little bit. So anyhow, that was Classroom Management 101 back in 2014, and I won't bore you with all the details of everything we've done in between them, but just, let's see, a few things of note. Um, It's just been great to see just the different things that have happened. We've just continued to grow. We started the podcast, which you are listening to right now. Um, We started Teach Uplifted last year, which is one of my favorite programs. This is a result of seeing the need of teachers just feeling discouraged, frustrated, stressed, anxious, um, all those things. And it was, I saw that need. And for a while, I was like, I want to make a program, but I couldn't wrap my mind around what it would be like. And I just, I just knew God would like coalesce the idea when it was time. And he did. And it actually, I, I had, I had read a book called A Christian Secret of a Happy Life by Hannah Whitel Smith. And it's actually written in the 1800s, but crazy relevant to today. It's amazing. So anyhow, I loved this book and I thought I finally, when 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 the time is right, God coalesced the idea, just as I said. And I was able to take that book, 
which is in the public domain, meaning you can do whatever you want with it. And I was able to rearrange it and use it within Teach Uplifted and combine it. So Teach Uplifted uses that book, which I hadn't known about until recently. And it was life transforming to me. And it's been life transforming for the teachers that have taken Teach Uplifted with us. So we take that book, we apply it to teaching, and then I added in audio lessons that are specifically about, um, you know, finding joy in teaching, dealing with, you know, how do you manage your time? uh, How do you keep your energy up? How do you deal with frustrating people around you? We tackle all these different topics. So you can find out more about that at teachuplifted.com. But that's been going on this past year. That has been incredible. It's honestly one of my favorite programs. Um, Somewhere in here, my timeline is getting all mixed up, but we started doing live trainings. I love doing the live trainings. Um, we've, We've had varying success with them, but they are so much fun to do. And I'd love to hear your guys' thoughts on them. It's interesting. They were doing super popular for a while, but then more recently, we've had a lot of people sign up, but not a lot of people show up. So curious if you guys like the live training or if you like just being able to watch videos on your own time better love your thoughts on that at teachfortheheart.com slash us i think we'll probably experiment with both in the future because some of you probably like live some of you like being able to watch it on your own time live i have to tell you though is so much fun so much fun having hundreds of teachers on there at the same time and being able to talk with each other it's just if you've been there you know it's a lot of fun to do it live and so i definitely plan to do more live more live things in the future. Um, But I want to keep them special, I think. I think we'll probably keep them just kind of rare so that they'll be special. But we'll see. Who knows how God will lead. So we've had Teach Uplifted. um, We've had live events. We started the podcast. So we've got a bunch of other little things. I won't share everything with you. Um, We've actually recently also combined all our courses in one spot. So before they were all over the website, and it was always frustrating to me, I was like, how on earth are people supposed to find what we have? I feel like it's all over the place. And so I've organized them all at academy.teachfortheheart.com. So if you head to academy.teachfortheheart.com, you can see all of our courses in one spot, or at least most of them. And a bunch of, there's some premium ones, but also a lot of free trainings there as well. So that was exciting for me. So that's a lot about what's been going on. And once again, uh, this is just me, um, you know, working during nap time. I've got two kids at home, right? So over this past year, over 2016, oh no, sorry, 2017, God did another amazing thing. Um, In late 2016, I found out that we were expecting our third child, Selah, who was just born this past summer. And leading up to that, um, we were just talking a lot with my husband about Teach for the Heart. And I was realizing that with three kids, um, Teach for the Heart at this point was taking a lot of my time and energy, basically like all all of nap time. You know, I was working on about an hour in the morning before the kids got out of bed and then all of nap time and sometime in the, you know, the, while they watched their half hour show, you know, so basically all my spare time was spent, not not all my spare, it's not like I never took a break or anything and I relaxed with my family on evenings and weekends, but my point is my time during the day when my kids were napping or whatever else, I was spending all of that on Teach for the Heart. And I was just realizing that, okay, when I have another baby, I mean, that is severely going to impact the amount of time I have to, to, to run this website. And at this point, Teach for the Heart's a much bigger enterprise and it takes a lot of time simply to keep up with it, much less create anything new, right? So just to keep up what you know, the day, the weekly and monthly tasks was taking a lot of time. And I was thinking, man, I have so many ideas of things I want to create, but I don't, I don't know how I would do that with a new baby. Um, teach for the heart might just have to go on hold for a year or two. We'll just have to see what happens. Um, and I was talking with him about this and at this point, uh, the revenue at teach for the heart was approaching a number where 
my husband could feasibly uh, come home and work for Teach for the Heart instead of having a separate job. And it wasn't necessarily comfortable, but it could work. And so we were really just praying about this because this was something that had been a dream for a while. My husband's a, a designer, and I don't know, I don't know what you think of the design on Teach for the Heart, but it could definitely use some help. So I, I do my best, but I am not a designer. So I knew, man, if he could come work with us, like we could do so much more with this site. But um, this was a really tough decision. And it was one where it was always like a dream. Oh, that'd be so great. But when push came to shove, my husband was like, I don't, I don't really think that we'd actually do this, right? Like, that's, that's crazy. Like, why? No one would understand this. Like, this is, this is, I mean, how could I give up the security of a job, like, to do this? Like, what if it, what if everyone stops listening tomorrow? Like, what if no one wants to buy anything anymore? Like, we're not going to have money to live as a family. Like, I'm the, you know, you know, all those things. I mean, he's, he is the provider for our family. He's responsible for our family. And it was, it was a struggle. And I, and honestly, I, I got to the point where I just said, I just, I gave it to God and said, God, whatever you want, I would love for Tim to be able to come and work with us at Teach for the Heart full time, but this is up to you. And it's so amazing. I don't know if you've caught this theme at all, but when you give something to God, he takes over and it's wonderful. Uh, It frees up your mind from the worry and he always does much better than we could have done with it on our own anyhow. So as I gave it up to God and just started praying about it, um, then God worked incredibly in our family and slowly started to reveal to my husband and myself that he wanted Tim to leave his current job and at a graphic design agency and come work with us here at home. And there's, there's stories I could tell you. I won't tell them all here. Um, but he just made it so clear to us in so many different ways. Just time after time, he would confirm it to us. And it ki- finally came time for my husband to decide and he took that sip of faith and said um, that he was going to work until we had the baby in the summer, and then he was going to be done. And so that's what he did. So from about August, my husband has been home, and we've been working on Teach for the Heart together. And that's just been um, so cool and special and kind of trying to figure out what his role is going to look like. And I'll share a little bit more about some of the things we've got in mind in a few minutes. But I wanted to tell you that I just had to pause this recording and go get little Salis. So Salis sitting with me since it's just us. So if you hear a little baby, that's her. So anyhow, it's been so great having my husband with us. And speaking of people helping at Teach for the Heart, also wanted to give a little shout out to Alex and Sabrina, who've been helping answer emails and moderate Facebook groups, as well as Trish and Tyler, who've written some blog post for us. And Elizabeth's been helping out, uh, been right, been reporting back on the 40-Hour Teacher Work Week. And you can find out more about that at teachfortheheart.com slash 40-Hour Teacher. So it's been cool to have, be able to bring some people aboard to help in limited capacities and just specialize in these different areas. And then, like, obviously, as we said, have my husband here as well, which has freed up some time so for me to work. So it's, it's been kind of cool these last few months, a few days a week, I'll take the kids and he'll work on things. A few days a week, he'll take the kids and I'll work. So it's been great to be able to still spend time on Teach for the Heart despite having this third little munchkin here who's smiling at me right now. Wish you could see her. Anyhow, so to bring you up to date, here we are right at the start of 2018, and we have some things, exciting things happening right now. Uh, one of the things is we are working on a new website redesign, and this is 
my <laughs> I thought our website was fine, but the more my husband pointed out to me, the more I realized a redesign is way overdue. Not just from a design aspect. Right now, the site is all over the place, I will be honest, but also from an organizational aspect. I've realized how difficult it is for you guys to find what you need and to find the things that we offer at Teach for the Heart. So we're working to reorganize it. It's still going to have all the same great content, but it's going to be more organized and hopefully more visually consistent and appealing. We also have a refresh of the logo, which is coming out. We're going to be rolling it out gradually over the next few months we'll be going back and updating a bunch of things to kind of use our newer updated logo and color scheme you'll it will it's it's if you like the old logo I told my dad and he's like I like the old logo and then I showed him the new one and he said okay that's better so it's very it's still in the same vein in the same line you're not going to feel like it's a new uh, like you're not going to feel like, oh, this is, you know, a totally new thing. Um, you know, what, what happened to Teach for the Heart? It's going to feel very consistent, I think. If it doesn't, please let us know. Uh, but I think it's going to feel consistent, but it's just going to uh, be a good refresh. And uh, hopefully we can be a little more consistent look and feel moving forward. We've also, I'm almost done. I've got, I'm hoping to finish it today or tomorrow, finish up this to-do list and get it live. We're working on a brand new training, 50 Procedures that will save your sanity. But by the time this episode airs, it will be done and ready, Lord willing, at teachfortheheart.com slash procedures. Actually, I think I've mentioned it in the last two podcasts because I'm recording these all at once right now and scheduling them out a couple weeks in advance. So it should all be ready to go at teachfortheheart.com slash procedures. That was a lot of fun to record that training and get it ready for you guys. Uh, This was a training that I did live at a Christian teachers convention. And I am... I think you guys are really going to enjoy it. Obviously, we re-recorded it and brought in a bunch of resources for you and got it all ready for you. Now it's organized as an online course. Um, once again, you can unlock your discount at teachfortheheart.com slash procedures. And then another exciting announcement is that I'm currently working on another book. So we we had, um, so as far as books go, Create Your Dream Classroom was our only book for a long time. And then actually, I failed to mention this, over this past, that's one thing my husband was able to help with right away. We were able to take that um Christian Secret of a Happy Life and reorganize it as a devotions for teachers and a devotional workbook. My husband was able to lay all that out. And so actually back uh, at the end of the summer, beginning of the fall, we were able to release Teach Uplifted Devotions for Teachers. Uh, it's a devotional workbook and you can get that at teachfortheheart.com slash devotions. I'll try to put all these links <laughs> in the show notes to this if I can remember them all. But so we had that book, but now we're actually working on a third book. And it's a little bit, it'll be similar to Create Your Dream Classroom in, 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 in that it will be a collection of shorter lessons. And so it will cover four different topics. It will cover classroom management, work-life balance, staying encouraged in the Lord as a teacher, and then growing your impact and making a bigger difference in your students' hearts and lives, which goes, which is honestly where we got the name Teach for the Heart in the first place. So I'm excited about this book. We're working on it right now, hoping it will be ready within the next month or two. I'm not going to set a release date yet, um, but we'll certainly let you know when it's out and ready. Beyond that, there's a lot of ideas percolating around. I I don't want to share too many of them yet because I don't know which ones are going to come to fruition and which ones God is going to lead and direct in first. But 
uh, I'll, I'll resist the temptation to share them here. Because uh, like I said, I, I don't know which ones are coming, but I'm excited to try out some more things and to bring you guys um, more resources, um, both free and premium resources in the coming months and years. And we're excited about that. If you do have something that you'd like to see, uh, you can definitely let us know about that at teachfortheheart.com slash us. We'd love to hear your thoughts and feedback. And honestly, you know, one of the challenges that we have here is figuring out what to do next. You know, there's so many ideas. And so I I hope that you will pray for us, um, that God will guide us and show us what we should do next and where, you know, what would make the biggest impact, what would be the most helpful uh, for you guys, as well as, you know, for Teach for the Heart and move us in the right direction. And just for wisdom as we're picking out tools. One thing, just just to be honest, some of the challenges that I face as we're trying to plan, um, one is that sometimes I get lost in the weeds and I have to step back out and look at the big picture. For example, you know, trying to set something up. The other day I was trying to figure out how to do a face, how to schedule a Facebook Live and then start it and then screen share so I could give a preview of something we were doing. And I spent an hour trying to you know, figure out this piece of technology. And that kind of thing happens a lot where I'm working on technology and it's fun and I actually enjoy it for the most part when it's not super frustrating. But my point is that I can sometimes get lost in the weeds of trying to figure something out and lose track of the big picture of what we're trying to do. And that is to reach, to equip you to reach the hearts and lives of your students, to be an excellent teacher for God's glory and to see him work through you. So if you pray for me that I will, you know, follow God's leading, that he will make clear uh, what the next things should be. And also pray that he'll bring along the right teachers to partner with us. You know, at, at this point, I've been out of the classroom for a few years now. And so I am always praying that God will bring along the right people with us who are in the classroom, who have fresh ideas. And I always, um, honestly, that's one something I worry about sometimes, you know, am I, I want to make sure I don't ever lose lose touch and forget what it's like to be in the classroom every day and just the difficulties and the challenges that that you face every single day in the classroom. And so um, it's great when I do get to get back in the classroom. I'm hoping to do some subbing and things like that here in the next year or so. And um, I've gotten to work with some various schools, and that's always wonderful to be able to step back in the classroom. But also, it's been great to be able to connect with other teachers and have them share their experience. You might have noticed we've had some blog posts from teachers who are currently teaching and it's it's nice to be able to bring them their voice. And so that's another vision I have is that maybe over the next years, Teach for the Heart will morph a little bit. I'm always going to be involved in it and a big part of it, but I'd love to also highlight other teachers' ideas and resources and maybe even partner with teachers to do some trainings for you and things like that. So I'm excited to continue to expand partnerships and to bring you, um, just continue to bring you practical ideas and biblical encouragement in a variety of areas. All right, we're hitting 30 minutes now, so I'm going to let you guys go. It's been such a pleasure to talk with you. I hope you've enjoyed this episode, a little bit of a behind-the-scenes look and an idea of where we're hopefully headed in the next few months and into the future. Um, I'm just going to pause and pray, and then I will let you go. Thank you, Lord, so much for Teach for the Heart and the blessing that it's been in my life and the blessing of having all these teachers that listen and read and um 
and purchase from us and learn together. It's just such a blessing that you've created this. And I, and I know it's been you that's created it and to you goes all the glory. And I just pray that you will continue to guide us. I pray you'll guide uh, my husband, Tim and I, as we are you know, trying to come up with the next ideas, help us know what will be beneficial and helpful. And I pray for all the teachers that are listening, that you will just give them special encouragement and help this week and whatever they're facing. And I pray that you will direct them to the ideas and resources that will be most helpful to them where they are right now. We ask for your strength and your grace in this coming week. In your name we pray. Amen. Thank you guys so much for being here. It's been so fun to talk with you today. And I look forward to getting back. Uh, we will get back to our regular, regularly scheduled practical advice and teaching tips coming up here soon. Um, in the meantime, keep growing, keep striving. You really are making a difference.